it is such a nice morning. The sun is back. We've had a couple of cold days. And even though the temperatures are not that high, uh, whenever I feel the sun on my skin, it feels warm. Another difference with uh, the past few weeks is that now all the trees here in the woods have leaves. And some of these bigger trees, these older trees, took a long time to finally start getting greener again. But now this, this entire forest looks so different. It's still that kind of springtime light green color and the sun shines through the leaves. So it gives this really beautiful, vibrant flow. Um, over time in the summer, of course, the, these woods will get darker when, once the leaves are fully grown. But boy, oh boy, am I so happy to have this forest next to where I live. I come here a lot nowadays. In fact, this is also has become almost my secondary office because this is where I film, I would say, the 90% of my TikTok videos. And if you've been following me on social media, you know that um, I've been dabbling with TikTok um, ever since my birthday on April 5th. And I finally found a way to do this. And I have to credit the work that I did for the broadcasting company. Um, so as you know, when they canceled my TV show, uh, they were still planning uh, reruns of the show until the, I think, until the end of May. And so in order to um, stay in contact with the, with the audience that we gathered on social media, I created these weekly short-form videos, just like three, four minutes that was all scripted. It was usually just a short, I don't know, just a, a short opinion on whatever was happening in, in parishes or in the Catholic Church or what was happening in the Vatican. It was a lot of fun to make that. It's not something I had much experience with. As you know, I'm more of a long-form program maker, especially when it comes to podcasting. I, I never script my stuff. Um, and that gives it also a certain... I don't know, authenticity, and uh, but it has also a downside. It can also become a bit long-winded. I start repeating myself. Um, but this was a, a, a nice challenge for me to create videos that were very shareable. So a video of three, four minutes, it's probably already on the long side, but since my, um, my audience on social media for the Dutch TV show is, is older... Um, they have less trouble staying focused on long-form content. So I made these four-minute videos, and um, in the beginning it was hard because I was reading it from a teleprompter um, or an auto cue, which is basically a phone that is uh, has the text. It's just, so the text is scrolling up, and it's, it's, uh, it's mirrored uh, through a slanted piece of glass at, behind which is the camera. So even though I'm reading, this is how it works on, on most television shows as well. While I'm reading the text, I'm still looking at the camera, so I, I connect with the viewer. And that, in the beginning, was very hard, because reading and at the same time uh, being spontaneous, or at least faking spontaneity, <laughs> that was really a new skill that I hadn't mastered yet. But over time, I've been doing this for a couple of months now. I got the hang of it. And also what I liked is that it was a pretty concise type of production. I know that it takes me about an hour to write a few paragraphs like that and to uh, refine it so that it reads well. 
then filming itself is actually the shortest part. That's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Depends on how tired I am. If I'm very tired, I usually mess up uh, more often than when I'm, uh, when I'm well rested. And then I spend, uh, f- I would say, three hours um, with the, all the editing, the post-production, adding pictures to it or videos and then um, rendering it, uh, adding music, that sort of stuff. So it's a bit crazy that for four minutes you spend three hours, four hours, but that's actually quite common in television industry. Um, when it comes to my own TV show, it was usually one minute of, of, of the show equals one hour of work. And that's just post-production. <laughs> so now that, I got, now that I've got the hang of that, uh, it was actually very easy to use that for TikTok as well. So I'm filming myself reading the text and I, I will really try to, to, uh, to up the quality compared to the competition out there on TikTok. It's the fastest growing social network. Um, so there are millions of people making content and billions of people watching it. So it means you really have to stand out. And since, you know, I will never be able to do the, the viral stuff with <laughs> all the... You know, the, 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 some of these creators are so incredibly talented. Um, whereas I'm just a more of a run-of-the-mill guy who knows how to edit and, uh, you know, can tell a more or less engaging story. Um, my distinguishing quality has to be ha- uh, the, the, the contents, the actual contents. So I've decided to focus mostly on commentary on you know popular television series or movies but especially to focus on the religious themes in there or philosophical themes or you know everything that I would also be able to share in a homily Uh, but then doing it in a more I don't know up-to-date form than just me talking behind the pulpit Um, and that seemed to really work it's growing so fast getting a lot of feedback I'm uh, also very grateful that the TikTok audience itself is helping me to find things to talk about because they are very vocal when it comes to what they want me to do. (laughs) And so instead of um, thinking, oh, but I would love to do a whole series about Harry Potter, I just made two Harry Potter videos and I noticed that it got no traction whatsoever. So I decided to stop with that, even though in the past when I would do podcasts only, I would have continued the Harry Potter series for years, even though maybe nobody was listening to it. That's the downside of, of podcasting. You, you have a much less of an idea who is listening. There's much less interaction. So I'm just trusting my audience. If they steer me in a certain direction, so right now I'm watching a lot of Japanese anime, which is totally not my thing, but I'm intrigued because they are intrigued. And I want to find out why that strikes such a chord with that audience. And so I dive into that, study it. And since I'm a trained theologian and I've done Bible studies and and, uh, I know how to analyze a text, and a text, of course, can also be um, a television episode or a movie, I know what to look for. And I know how how to make connections between any story, basically, and the Bible. Because if you realize that people are the same no matter which culture they are from no matter no matter what expression these stories have 
be it animated series or uh, I don't know a dr drama on TV or in the movies or, uh, or 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 just a regular old-fashioned novel. Stories are always about choices. Stories are are, are in in one way or another always have to be relatable to the situation in which we live. And so if, if a book or a series is super popular, it means that I can comment on it because it's probably also relevant to me, at least in certain aspects. And it can either be something that I agree with or I, that motivates me or inspires me, but it can also be the opposite. It can also be something that, that I don't like or I, I, I critique. But that too is a way to add value to the discussion to the debate so that's why currently i'm <laughs> diving into the world of japanese anime and i have to say it's much more interesting than i initially thought it would be um i have no idea how this will evolve but i've sworn to just show up i did a an episode on this uh, uh, a while ago and it totally works it's it's hard it's a bit of a chore sometimes um, like, for instance, this morning, I'm recording this on a Monday, I've had a, an extremely exhausting weekend uh, because I had to take over uh, Father Henry's Masses. Uh, he normally celebrates Mass in a few locations. There's an international Mass, there's a Saturday evening Mass. Um, and I have my own Mass in the morning, and then I have the international Mass online later on Sunday but Father Henry was asked if he could replace uh, a, a priest who was going to lead a pilgrimage, a student pilgrimage to Rome. Uh, but for reasons, <laughs> this priest was unable to um, accompany these students. And so they, he asked Father Henry, could you do that for me? Father Henry called me, could you, would you be willing to take over my masses? So I ended up, and of course I do, because I, I think that uh, Father Henry needs to be in Rome from time to time. It makes him a, a happy priest. <laughs> so I'm all for that. But it meant that I had to celebrate five Masses this weekend. Whew, that, was, that was a lot. And then I also <clears throat> spent the remainder uh, of the time that I had uh, to create a few more TikTok videos, because... I need to show up. And this today also, uh, on this Monday, I, this is usually my podcasting time. So especially in the beginning of the month, I try to get as many podcasts recorded as possible, especially for this upcoming month because I'm going to travel a lot. And I don't know when I'm in Rome or in the United States or filming, I don't know, I have some more plans to travel Europe for, um, for the documentaries. It's very hard to predict if I will have the time and the energy to record podcasts. So I want to make sure that I have that continuity in, in the podcast production. I probably should turn around because I've got a, a conference call in about half an hour. So, yeah, I'm just going to walk back. <laughs> it's funny. Like, immediately in my mind is saying, hey, you can't walk back the same way you came from because people will notice on video. And then I'm thinking... Wait a minute, this is audio. <laughs> I, I probably spoiled it by telling you that I'm just walking back in the same direction. But on video, you can't do that because, well, you need to keep the light in the same direction, etc. Although on TikTok, I'm, I'm much less 
critical of that but on tv you would always think of okay where's the sun coming from if i now turn around and the whole white balance will change and (laughs) people will notice um so the the, even though i'm focusing a lot on 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 podcast production i still want to be there for that tiktok audience and this is this is part of um this is how you grow a community the first part of the phase is of of the process is always the hardest one because you have to establish um, confidence and and trust. And one of the ways in which you can do that is by showing up, regardless of how you feel, if you're tired or not, what time it is, show up. And that is how, especially in these fast-moving social media platforms, you stay um, in their feed, you stay in their they become aware of you and it's it's actually very similar to you know our friendships when 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 we meet someone in the supermarket or whatever and we have a short talk about the weather or the latest football match or something you will probably never see that person again however if you were to meet that same person the day after in a different location, let's say you're walking in the street, all of a sudden you see that same guy walking his dog, and then you're like, hey, didn't I just see you yesterday? And then there's a click. And then imagine if the third day you would see that guy in church, and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know we were going to the same parish. Oh my, we should do something together. We should meet, you know? This is exactly how it works, at least so far as I can tell right now, on, on TikTok as well. If you consistently show up over time, um, they, will, they will get to know you. Even though this is just, these are very short encounters. I just have three minutes, three or four minutes to make a connection, to tell a story that will engage them. And what I try to do uh, is to make it so interesting or uh, intriguing that they want to add their comments. So... I ask questions as well. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm correct. Uh, I've only started to watch this series, but let me know. Uh, what do you think about this? And uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see that, just like on YouTube, even more so on TikTok, people react. They do post comments. And so I react to that. And that is for, if you do that for a couple of weeks, then over time, they will know that you will show up. But it is not as much of a problem if, you know, you skip a day because of reasons, you know. And, and the um, kind of the tricky part of it is that, of course, I did not plan for it, this whole TikTok thing to grow so quickly. I thought it would just be almost like an experiment. I had no expectations. Maybe that's also why it works, because I feel super relaxed when I'm recording these videos. I, I do it for fun. I really have a, a, just a fun time doing this. Um, and maybe that comes across. So I'm focusing... Oh, that's, I love the sun. Let me just stand here and just soak up the heat. I hear a helicopter. <laughs> There's a military uh, training terrain here in the, in the area. So oftentimes you will hear these military helicopters flying around. Uh, the heavy-duty ones. So they have these, these two rotors on it. And they, they move a lot of air. So it's a very thumping, low-frequency um, low sound that carries very far, in fact. 
so the, the 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 thing with TikTok is I, I I know that this is something that is worth investing time in, and even going the extra mile. Speaking of which, by the way, you know of course that this is not the only walk that I record every week. I also record the extra mile for my patron supporters as a thank you, um, and usually when I record those, I I can be a little bit more intimate, more personal, because it's for my friends uh, th- that are helping me as patrons. But if you want to join that group of friends and that community that helps me do this, go to patreon.com slash fatherodrick and you will get immediate access. You will get your own personalized podcast feed. And you get, I think, right now, four, three or four podcasts every week, in addition to the ones that I already distribute for everyone. Um, just saying. <laughs> so the... Um, uh, this has not been scheduled with TikTok. I, I feel that, uh, okay, unexpected, but I, this is the big difference with traditional media. I can go with the flow, but I do realize that it also requires me to make sure that I can sustain this. Which means if I add something to my plate, I've learned this from my board of directors or my um, supervising board. If you add something, no problem but something else has to go. So what is going to have to go? That's always the hard part. You know, you need to, to uh, reduce work. And there's only so much you can do uh, when it comes to optimization. Um, so when I do batch recording, that's a way to do more in, in, in less time and you, you, ensure a certain, you ensure a certain continuity for your audience, which I think is, is important. Like on TikTok, I also want to show up for you as my podcast audience. So, uh, but <laughs> just killing one of your darlings, you know, is what this, all these pr- productions are my babies. <laughs> it's stuff that I make, that I create. I, I'm proud of it. Um, but it's not always possible to, to keep doing everything. So the criterion, I think, has to be, what have you promised? What is working? What are people actually looking forward to? I know that, that a lot of you are looking forward to these podcasts, so that's not something I can take away from you. That would be just cr- cruel. <laughs> Plus, it's also something that's the second criterion. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy sharing with you what's going on in my life and the things that I've discovered and learned. It's a ton of fun. Um, so that may not be the best thing to economize upon. The second thing is uh, the the podcast, not the podcast, but the documentary production. That almost <laughs> by necessity, I had to tone down a little bit because of all these changes and uh, the the uh, Scotland series is now almost finished. But I'm holding off deliberately to post them right now because I want to make sure that I have a bit of a, um, a buffer. Uh, and I have another documentary that is already filmed, which is I'm super excited about. Um, it's a story about uh, the, the fans of fantasy films and, and stories. Um, I did a lot of interviews on, uh, during this two-day fantasy festival near a a beautiful castle here in, in, in the Netherlands. And I was, my quest was to find out how the, these fictional stories, because we're talking about fairy tales and, and, and science fiction and stuff, 
how has it impacted people's lives? Which is, I could have done the same with books. You know, what is your favorite book? How has it impacted your life? I think every one of us could give, a, could give examples of that. So that's what I was hunting for. And that turned into a, a bunch of just amazing interviews and touching, very, very emotional, touching moments. I can't wait to put that together as well. But again, I'm holding off a little bit because I want to build up this buffer because I know that once I get into that groove of producing a new documentary every, you know, a couple of them every, every quarter of the year, I want to make sure that it's not like, like, oh, now I have time and all of a sudden I've got two, three documentaries ready and then the next three months I have no energy, no time, my life is all over the place. And then it's like, oh, I thought you were doing documentaries. So, um, so I'm definitely trying to do, add some, how do you say that, add some do, dosage? Is that a word? I'd kind of like to balance it out a little bit. It also, one of the factors is that um, my, the person who's editing right now, uh, Hugo, he has a lot of other work to do as well. So he can only work on these documentaries from time to time. Um, and over time, once Scotland is f- completely finished, um, I'll probably just take over the editing duties because uh, it's faster. It's much easier to edit the story that I filmed myself because I know what I wanted to, uh, to do when I was filming it. So it's, it's much easier than for he has to constantly second, guess, constantly second guess me. So where do you want to take this story? And then I have to jump in and write text. And it's, ah, okay, I need to see. I don't think I have enough material for this. How are we going to solve this? So there's a lot of back and forth because he's basically working with, with the material that he has. Whereas I have got a story in my mind, but I don't have the material to work with. So that, that, that was a good learning process for this first this first volley of, uh, of documentaries. And I think it will only benefit uh, the production in the future uh, because I feel that... Oh, that's, that's another thing that I discovered. And I may also talk about this in one of the other shows. Um, but I've realized that it is much easier to film these documentaries in the way I've always filmed my TV show. For some reason, I had kind of set myself this goal of I need to make this extraordinary Netflix-like quality documentary. And, and I got analysis paralysis. Like I, it was like, but how, how do you make something so epic? And I think with Scotland, that has been one of the factors that actually slowed down the whole process. So like, Ma, these episodes have to be so... You know, first of all, we had to make a sequel series into standalone stories. That was a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, because you can't go back to Scotland to film extra material. So we have to work with what we have. And yet, the complete, it's a totally different edit from, uh, from what I did for t- TV. We added lots of, you know, uh, shelved material. We, we, usually what we cut down interviews to to just a few quotes and this time we could of course it's free form so we could use much more material but that also meant that sometimes the story would go in a different direction than originally planned so anyway so that that is one of the issues that we had to solve um what was i going to say i don't know <laughs> uh oh yeah i so 
but I realized that why, why block myself by trying to do too much? Um, if there's one thing that I've learned from TikTok, is that just showing up, just beginning, just have fun, make things that you like to make and that you and put you put your best effort in it but that's okay that's enough you will get better just by doing and i this is how i learned to make tv this is how i learned how to to do podcasts if you told me if you told me 20 years ago when i made my first podcast that uh, i would be one day (laughs) walk around here in the woods talking off the cuff uh, in inconceivable inconceivable and yet here we are and the same is true i think for telling stories homilies it's just the practice makes perfect and i'm still actually practicing every time i do something new i challenge myself and what i love is that working in the creative field it's all related so what i learn now from from tiktok actually has a huge impact on the way i preach during mass because with tiktok you have to make sure that you grab the audience right from the get-go and then you never let go anymore so you have to create these loops in storytelling i will uh, expand upon that in and i think well one of the next episodes of father roderick to the max i i wanted to make that a talking point because it's a fascinating storytelling technique where and it's it's a it's very formulaic but it just works you, there are just ways, and this is old rhetoric. This, this is stuff that you know the Greeks already mastered thousands of years ago. Um, and I've noticed that with TikTok, these old techniques of, of keeping people's interest by the way you tell your story is help, helping me to do the same with homilies. And I've heard back from my parishioners that they notice. Like the other day, there was this girl, and she was uh, uh, one of the acolytes. And after Mass, she told me, this has never happened before. I said, what? Well, I was listening to this homily, and it was on the long side. And it was like, I apologize, I'm sorry, it was a bit too long. And she said, no, 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 that was okay. Because I have not, I've not been distracted for one single second. I was really, really engaged and listening, and I wanted to see how it ended. And I've never had that experience before. And I'm just thinking by myself, thank you, TikTok. Because that is really a, a fruit of applying these storytelling t- techniques um, that I learned by just practicing TikTok. So this is why investing in a new medium or a new platform is also ultimately, hopefully, benefiting all the other pro- projects that I work on. In fact, it may even give me something that I can teach others. That would be the, that's one of my dreams. Um, it's not a goal yet because it doesn't have a date or a deadline. <laughs> but I think that one of the things that I, I think I may develop in the future is just some courses when it comes to sharing what I've discovered over the years. And this is very valuable content because it took me 20 years to master a couple of these techniques. But to, hand it, to pass it on to other people that want to learn how to use media, how to use storytelling to convey their message. And I think, well, I, I think I've got something to bring to the table. Ah, oh, we're going down the, the hill now, so this is easy. Uh, back to 
back to my conference call. What time is it? Ooh, I gotta be there in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> that means that I have to start wrapping up this podcast. But I hope that you enjoyed this little, you know, update on uh, this new platform. It's still, I'm in the middle of making that discernment. So where do I invest my energy? What does it mean for my overall, you know, workload? And in a way, I'm kind of glad that I have to travel a, a, a bit in the next few weeks because um, that too is also a bit of a break of the routine. Um, it comes with its own challenges. Am I going to um, produce all my stuff while, on, while I'm traveling? I know that when I'm in Rome, I probably will just have a small room uh, in, in one of those um, uh, study houses. But I think I'm staying at a German the Germanicum. It's like a, a house for German priests that are studying in Rome. Um, I don't even know if they have Wi-Fi. So I need to be prepared to not be able to work in the same way I do at home. And it's at the same time, a lot of the work that I do is super simple. Uh, I, I just need a laptop and, and I need some creativity. So yeah, we'll see. I'll keep you up, uh, up to date and, and, and post it. Thank you so much for the privilege of your time. If there's any topic, by the way, that you want me to address here on the walk, let me know as well, especially if you're one of my patrons, you know, on Discord. We've got a lot of different sections where you can ask questions, add some feedback, or, you, or add your thoughts, and that is usually a huge source of information and inspiration for me when recording these shows. So thanks, and... We'll talk later. Have a great week.